That was your sermon for today. Amen. Amen. Just want to round off that sermon by go with me to first second Corinthians chapter three. So thanks Maoli for preaching along with me. The word is the solution. In whatever circumstance you find yourself, the word is a solution. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen down to eighteen is where I want to speak to us about just in the next few minutes, just to to finish off, to finish off that. And it says, But even unto this day, no, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is this is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or there is freedom but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord hallelujah you see there is there is it talks about a veil the veil also shall be taken away and, 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 and when we turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. I want to speak a little bit about that veil. The veil is something, a veil is something that covers. It's something that, that blocks a vision or blocks people from seeing, seeing everything. You see, so, so when you wear a veil, you don't see everything. You only see a part. The veil enables you to see a part. And, 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 and sometimes, sometimes the veil, the veil causes you not to see anything at all. Can you see me? And if I do this, can you see me? You see a part. That's what the veil does. It sees, it, it, it causes you just to see either nothing or a part. And often we are faced with situations in life that begin to hinder us from seeing. Like the problems and the challenges and the hardships, the loss of a job and the loss of a child and the loss of a parent and, and the loss of things that you thought you had a hold of you. Your sickness begins to cloud things away from you and you fail to see that which you must see that delay in the process and, and the things that are not happening that you thought should have happened three years ago it begins to be like a cloud like a shield like a veil but today i want to speak to somebody and say there is a power that takes away the veil and that power is jesus there is one who can remove the veil so that we can see the fullness of god we are supposed to experience the fullness of God. Can you take my volume down? We are supposed to experience the fullness of the Almighty God. And in order for us to experience the fullness of God in everyday life, the veil needs to go. Amen. Amen. So whatever veil that may be in your face, whatever veil that may be in front of you, I want you to know that the veil can be removed. Amen. Amen. And the veil should be removed. You see, so things that happen in our lives sometimes put weights upon us and we fail to see. Sorrow begins to dim our vision. And where we had hope, hope begins to go away. 
sometimes we make mistakes and we stumble upon things and when we fall into these kind of circumstances we fail to see the bigger picture we fail to see the goodness of the Lord and, and it becomes like a veil those things become like a veil but I want to challenge somebody to say you must see beyond the veil amen you must see beyond the veil. When Jesus died upon the cross, the Bible says, when he said, Father, it is finished, that veil, the temple curtain, tore in between so that you could see what was behind the veil. Jesus carried all on the cross. Jesus took everything for you upon the cross. And while he was there on the cross, he says, it is finished so that you can see beyond the veil so that why do you need to see beyond the veil so that you can experience the fullness of god's goodness hallelujah Amen. so that you can experience the fullness of god's love so that we can experience the fullness of the love that jesus came to die for us so that we can experience resurrection amen, amen. so that that which was dead may come to life and I want to declare today in somebody's life that anything that is dead is coming to life. Amen. Amen. Because the veil is torn and the veil is moved. And so it says, when, when the veil shall be taken away, and I want to declare that the veil is taken away because Jesus tore it in between. Now, it is up to you to begin to walk into the fullness of, that, of, of the veil that has been torn away. And so verse 17 says, now the spirit, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I, I will touch upon that another moment. But I want to go to verse 8. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We must behold. Behold it. Be, to behold means to see, to look upon, to reflect. The word behold is talking about reflection. It, it's not just seeing something there you see and you look you gaze upon that's when you say i am beholding you are sucking it in you are taking the view in have you ever been upon upon a nice high place and you look down into the valley and you see this beautiful this beautiful landscape you just stand there and stare down into it you are soaking it in you are beholding the beauty or maybe if you're like me, you have a beautiful wife like me. Sometimes I just look at her and she says, what are you looking at? I'm just beholding the beauty that you have. I'm just enjoying who you are. I, I, I'm just being distracted by the beauty that's about you. So I just behold you. Husbands, it pays very well to just behold. <laughs> But, but, but this, this is what beholding is about. Just, just, just looking upon. And here it says, we, we beholding with an open face. Why with an open face? Because the veil has been taken away. Amen. The veil has been taken away. It, it's like if, you, if, if I may use this metaphor. You see, when, when I, I was talking to, to a Muslim friend of mine. And he says, you see, my wife comes out of the house and she's got a veil. You only see her eyes. But when she comes into my house, I get the privilege of seeing everything that you don't see. I see the open face. You understand? I see the open face. So I was saying, what is behind that veil? And it says, it's only for me. It's only for me to see the open face. And then I said, I say, wow. This is what the Bible is talking about. It's, it's, it's us with an open face. God sees us with an open face. But not only are we, is God seeing us with an open face, we can see also God with an open face. Hallelujah. You can see the open face of God. 
And you can see the glory of God. And you can behold the glory of God. And when you are beholding the glory of God, you begin to take it. So this, this, this friend of mine begins to explain. To say, you see, when you see the veil, you don't get attracted to this woman. And I said, yeah, because the veil is just black. And says, but when I take off the veil and I see her open face, I am attracted to what's behind it. And because I know what's behind it, when I walk in the street with her, I am fully confident of the person I'm walking because I have seen what's behind the veil. Am I speaking to someone? There is something that's behind the veil that you should be seeing. There is a beauty of God. There is a glory of God. There is the power of God. There is the strength of God. There is the help of God. There is the joy of God. There is the peace of God. Everything was hidden behind the veil. But the veil has been removed so that you can experience it. Hallelujah. And so with an open face, you can see it. I don't have time to go into the other side of the open face. But I want you to understand that behind the veil you can see it. We, have been, we can see it now with an open face. Why? Because God has opened it for us to experience the goodness, His goodness in its fullness. When it was the time of Moses, because to under, fully understand this, I would have to take you back to the time of Moses where Moses had to cover his face so that the people wouldn't see him. But this is what I want you to realize. And this is what I want you to take home with you today. That you see, when you begin to see what's behind the veil, when you begin to see the glory of God that's behind the veil, that glory begins to come upon you. Hallelujah. It is what Moses had seen that the people were now afraid to see. Oh, I've, I don't, I, I've lost them. Isaac, you seem to have caught me. You see, Moses, Moses says, God, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want to experience your glory. And what does God do? God brings him into a cleft in a rock. He places him there. God shows him part of his glory. And the glory of God was called my goodness. It was called my goodness. So when he sees the goodness of God, when he comes down back to the people, his face is shining. God didn't touch him. God didn't do anything to Moses. God just said, Moses, see. And when he saw, his face shone with the glory of God. What was Moses doing? Moses was beholding with an open face the glory of God. Amen. I want to say to somebody, you can also begin to look like God. You can also begin to live like God. You can also begin to have power like God. You can also begin to rejoice like God. If you can but behold the beauty of God. If you can but see the glory of God. And when the glory of God was upon Moses, people said, Moses, please cover your face. You're too good for us. You're too good for us. Moses was in another level. And, and, I, and I begin to realize that all through the time, there were many issues that happened while the Israelites were walking this journey with Moses. But Moses is always on top of things. He's not going sick. He's not fainting. He's not crying for food. He's not 
doing all the other things that the people were doing. Why? Because there was a glory that was operating within his life. And I want to say to somebody, if all we can but behold the glory of God, the Bible says that, you know, we're beholding the glory of God as if we are looking into a mirror, as if we are looking into a glass, as we are seeing this glory of God, what begins to happen? What begins to happen is this, we are changed into the same image from one glory to another glory. What does it mean? It's saying, that as we see the glory of God, He begins to make us better and better and better. We begin to become more and more like Him. If you are a failure, you will become a success. If you are a sinner, you will become a saint. If you were behind, you will become in front. If you were low, you will become high. Why? Because you just are taking on the nature of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. As you behold the glory, His glory begins to be a part of us. And I want you to go home with this. That you see, our ability to see Christ, our ability to assimilate Christ spiritually in our lives, comes with the resemblance or the result of God's glory. So you must see something about Christ in order to show forth more of His, of his glory. You must experience something about Jesus Christ that that experience may become evident of your life. You must become a part with Christ so that when you are a part with Christ over here, over here, that part just begins to show. And so Paul says we will then move from strength to strength, from power to power, from knowledge to knowledge. It's because we are beholding the glory of God. Hallelujah. We are beholding the glory of God. And, and, and secondly, secondly, I want you to understand this. The Lord is that spirit. It says the Lord is that spirit. Why? Because it is the Holy Spirit who works in us. He makes us more and more like Him. And we are changed into the glorious image of God. It, it is through the Spirit of the Lord that Christ makes His presence manifest to our human spirit. It is through, it is through the, the Holy Spirit that Christ makes His presence manifest to our human spirit. And so, I want you to understand that we must behold the glory. Oh, we must behold the glory. Behold the beauty. Behold the honor. Behold it. You behold it in prayer. You behold it by going into the Word. And then just like somebody who stands in a mirror, and this is my last point and then I want to pray. Like somebody who stands in front of a mirror. When you stand in front of a mirror, you will see something. And that image must be the image of God's glory. Hallelujah. Now, when somebody is standing in front of a mirror, and they see something in the mirror that they don't like, what do they do? They begin to act upon it. So if you look in the mirror and you see that your hair is going like this and not like this, you say, this is not glorious. Hair must go like this and not like this. What do you do? You begin to change. Why? Because you have beheld something in the mirror. Hallelujah. And so I want to say to someone, Whenever you look in the mirror and you don't see the glory of God, 
I want you to begin to pray and say, God, I need to see the glory of God in that mirror. And sometimes you don't see the glory of God in the mirror because of the challenges and the hardships and the situations that confuse us in life. But today, I just want to say and declare to somebody that you are the express image of God. God made you in His image, in His likeness. He made you, He died for you so that you could be the resemblance of God's glory. Now, as you look in the mirror, if there is anything that's not causing you to say, this is the goodness of the Lord. You need to get down on your knees and pray and say, God, I want to see your glory in my life. Whatever is not beautiful in your life, whatever is not glorious in your life, whenever you look in the mirror, and the mirror is not only the, is not only the glass in your bathroom. The mirror is the reflection of your life. Every moment you stand to reflect and on who I am, What's my marriage like? What's my job situation like? What's my walk like? What's my Christian life like? Every time you stop and reflect, it's like looking into a mirror. And what must come out of that reflection is the glory of God. What must come out of that reflection is the fact that you are a child of God, born again, washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That Jesus died for you, rose again, and has given you life. But when you don't see life, you need to pray and say, God, I want to see your glory in my life. When you don't see the hope, and when you look into the mirror of your life, and you don't see hope, I want you to stop and say, God, you died that I may have life. You came to give life and to give it more abundantly. You came that I may be free. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there is also freedom. God, when you look into that and you say, all I see is broke and financial problem. He says, I am your supply. God, I pray that God your supply will be in my life. Where there is no peace. You say, Jesus, you are my peace. And you give us peace that surpasses understanding. God be my peace. You need to come to that place where you call down the glory of God by from the Holy Spirit so that it is a part of your life. You must see the glory every time you gaze into the mirror. The mirror of your life. It's like looking into a glass. What do you see? I have a burden, praise worship team, can you come? I have a burden to pray for someone this, this afternoon who says I have a burden. The picture of my life that I see is not the picture that I'm happy about. The power of the Holy Spirit is there to change that. It's there to change that. It's there to change that. It's there to transform that. Just be praying for yourself. Reflect on your life. Reflect on your life. Look into the mirror of your life. What you must see is the glory of God. It's the beauty of God. But if you don't see that beauty, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray to Him. Oh, Oh, God, I love 
anything, any stain must be removed. The freckles that take away the beauty, the clothes that, that don't make you look good, whatever it is that you clothe. Oh God, change it, take it away. That the beauty of your glory may be seen in my life. That the beauty of your power may be the experience of my life. That the joy, the peace, the hope that is in you. God, that I may live in power. That I may live in joy and in victory. That I may live, oh God, my Lord, above and not below. God, I take away the pain. Take away the pain. Take away the pain. Take away the confusion. Set me free. That I may show forth your glory. 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 Rise to your feet with me. Rise to your feet with me. If, if you still, if you're here and you say, I need prayer, just come and I'll pray for you.